This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaren.com. Today is August 6, 2018, and I want to apologize. We've been away for a while, but since football season coming back, we getting our legs back to us, and we getting back into the groove of things. And so to start out, you know, I got who I always got on here, Calhoun, our favorite podcast guest. What's up, homie? What's going on, bro? Chilling. And this podcast is kind of more of a conversation we've had internally for a couple of years and through the podcast we've mentioned it in the podcast um especially last year and it was about boycotting and you were gonna boycott last season and basically overall should you boycott the nfl right now and you know we're gonna talk about that but it's gonna kind of be a reflection of you know what we've been talking about kind of internally for a couple of years and so before we get to that if you haven't listened go back and check out our NFL quarterback steakhouse comparison version 2.0. It's a real fun podcast. Um, spent a lot of time talking about Nick Foles on it. That was the surprising thing. And, you know, we who rolls, who fell, and all that. that was, it was just good talking. So I think, you know, if you like football, that's a good podcast. So without that being said, what's been going on? Not much. We hear conflicted, uh, a little conflicted about the, the uh, protests or. To watch football, so to watch or not to watch, that is the question. All right, so let's back up. We Everybody know what's been going on. Colin Kaepernick started this, and on the podcast a while ago, you were like, you're not watching football. I was the only one to boycott on the podcast. Why did you boycott? Well, I boycotted because of the racism that was going on with the, uh, with the, NFL, with the NFL in itself. Uh, I was well aware of what the limits of the NFL. So I was speaking with someone that was like, what was it that we wanted to gain? Well, we wanted, you know, justice. The justice system to be retooled. And as I was saying, that's something that the NFL cannot do. That's outside of the realm. So what is our goal with the NFL? Mine was at the time for Colin Kaepernick to get a job. And for them, to, for them not to demonize and vilify the players that were kneeling for uh, people of color and the treatment of people of color in this country. And that took a whole nother shape, which showed how racist and prejudiced this country is. Because as soon as we started kneeling for, as soon as they started kneeling for the national anthem, then racism went rapid, fueled by the president, of course, well, as one of the many other racist whites that fueled it. But it just got ridiculous. And that's the whole reason we was... The whole reason for the protest was the protest the treatment of black and brown people. That was a and police brutality. That was the whole reason for it. And they took that and went a whole other route with it. And it just showed just the pure racism and prejudice of the of the NFL. So that led me to, you know, say I, I need to pull up on this. Because if this is how if this is their perception of us, this is something that I don't need to be involved in. So, one of the things, man, you talked about was that 
I think that this is viewed as a NFL problem when this is a sports problem. The only thing is, one of the things that me and you were talking about, the NFL is the only one who's had somebody to kick up dust in this regard. No other sport has had anybody kick up dust. Like the NBA, nobody said anything. Major League Baseball, nobody said nothing. Soccer, nobody said nothing. And so I think that I think that the NFL has handled this completely wrong, first and foremost. But I think that they're getting an unfair shake in the court of public opinion. I think people look at it as just an NFL problem when this is a sports problem. This is a this is a nation problem. This is a problem that we have as a country, and I agree with you. This isn't. It's amazing that we're focusing on football, but no one else has created the stir. So the, all the other basketball players, I never knew it was, his name was Chris Jackson at first, but he's moved now. And they blackballed him out the league. Matter of fact, he's 50, year old. he's 50 years old in the big three, still kicking up dust. And that's how good he still was. He was Steph Curry before Steph Curry. So no one's, no one's doing it in any other sport. And no one cares. The only other sport that did it was the WNBA. Who watches them? I'm not taking a shot at the young ladies, but it just took a. It, it just showed how ugly this country is, especially when it comes to that. Yeah, and so that was the crazy part about it is, throughout all this dialogue, there wasn't a dialogue to, hey, let's fix the problem, let's notice what's going on. What can we do as a lead? It was just the, how dare they do something that's appalling like this? Yeah, so I think that that's one of the. One of the big misconceptions about this whole thing. So, me and you talked, and one of the things we like is no direction, there's no going forward, there's no nothing, right? So, you wanted somebody bigger to pick up the ball. Like, not saying Black Lives Matter, but you wanted something bigger to happen from this. And, you know, you even said on this podcast, like, it's not his job to make it bigger. It's, it's, he's done his part, now it's time for people who to do their part who are in this realm. And nobody did their part in this realm. And... You know, no knock on Colin Kaepernick, because one of the things we're going to talk about later. Um, but he just started that and walked off and did something else. And I think that when the founder of a movement kind of moves on, that movement just goes nowhere in general, right? Right. It's like we said earlier when I was talking. It's like he, he farted in the elevator and walked off. And, and left it there for you know and to not answer for his for the violence that's in the elevator, but that's exactly what happened. And you're right. Uh, what this is just a spark. So this goes even more so than just recently. Any of these movements or fake movements, what I call them, because they have no plan. He did what he was supposed to do, and it was for other groups in WSCP, Black Lives Matter the SELC, New Era, it was for them to take it to Congress and take it to the House for justice reform, for that being a bigger platform. The NFL is just that. It's just the NFL. The NFL is not a political organization, which is why they need to, we've had it on the podcast, they should have stayed out of this to begin with. Because there's no, what real change can they evoke? Agreed. So like you said, they can't really vote real change, but the problem is is that everybody's going on the other side. Like basically, hey niggas, shut up and play goddamn ball. You have, you're nothing but a ball player. You have no other you know, kind of value to society. And that's kind of to your point where it's been the response to all of this has been the audacity or like a dude on my um, in, on internet channel say the carcassity or something, how, they, how they've taken to this. Like People are like, 
the whole thing before was like is is when veterans were like we may not agree what he did, but it's his right to protest. Blase this, blase that. To who is he to protest? Like it's just been so many sub arguments about it that have kind of drifted away from the actual kind of protest evidence in and of itself. But I want to spend it back to like more so not what's going on in the world today, but kind of specifically with us. So you pro- you protested for how long? Like 12, 13 weeks, right? I protested in the season. I started before the season started. Uh, I lit up at the end of the season after he uh, after he turned down the invitation to go to the PA, the, the meeting that the Players Association had with the league. So you were saying early on that Colin Kaepernick needs to say something about he needs to play. I was saying that he don't have he don't have to say anything as far as him begging to play. But what he had to do was say something about what was going on with the protest, what he was doing, and what was his aim. Uh, because there was people who was fighting for him, people who was protesting for him. And when he started turning stuff down to speak, that's when it started losing its, it started losing its weight to me. So it's like, people are protesting now. What's the reason for it? You can, what's the reason for it? Yeah, so like going back to what we what you were saying, when we first talked about this on the podcast, man, you on two different sides. I say he need to say something to say he wanted to play because from what he came across as somebody who didn't want to play that he had found a higher calling in life. And right. so I was telling you that because it seemed like he literally did not want to play football. And I, I just was saying that if I was in football and, you know, I would want to hear him say, hey, I do want to play. I do have that passion. And it, like I said, you can be passionate for football and passionate and do great outside of football. LeBron James has showed you that. Muhammad Ali has showed you that. Athletes, can, you can do more than just be a, a one. We're more than just one entity beings. So, like, you can be an activist and a football player. But when he, the way he was moving was like, I, I don't really care about football. I care more about being an activist, which is a good thing in totality. But if I'm a football player, I need you to focus on that job, too. And so... When I was telling you that, he just didn't come across as somebody who cared about playing football. And to your bigger point was, you know, he started a religion and walked away from the religion. Or like Bitcoin. Bitcoin was going through all this, like, you know, how it was just spiraling out of control. The numbers were going up and up and up. Secretly, though, the owner of all these blockchain securities sold all of his shares and let it and left it and left everybody holding the pooch when the prices started coming down. And so he kind of did that. And like, when you create something, your followers need you to give direction. And he wasn't giving any direction. And this is the part outside of football, what brought you to watching basically back to football was the fact that he wasn't giving any direction. Or any, or he wasn't talking when he was even offered the opportunity to talk, correct? Because he was part of the process. So one of the times was, Cali Kaepernick didn't have a job again. Because you're blackballing him for something that's right. You have rapists on the team. You have murderers on the team. Literally murderers and Ray Lewis and Dante Stars played, and you have literally rapists and accused rapists and Ben Roethlisberger. You have all kind of seedy characters. You have right now the big hot topic is being abusive to women. I don't know how that took you, but that's the big thing now. You have all kind of drug abuses, and you have a guy who's saying we need to draw, we need to have some kind of remedy or draw some attention to the. Police brutality of black and brown people, and that's been going on since everyone, since we've been kids, that's before us. And 
they tried to vilify him, make him more hated than any player before him. So part of it was, you know, when he was sticking his neck out of that whistleblower or whatever you want to call him, part of the terms was he gets a job. You know, we're not going to leave him out there. But as you said, he just drifted in the sunset. And then to go a step further, you were following him a little more off the field than I was. And he started, his platform been turning, tossing and turning anything. It seemed like he just becoming a better person, a better man and drawing more attention because he's, you know, socially conscious on some of everything. Yeah, he's but, part of the Me Too. He's part of the Flint water crisis. Like, I mean, he's just, it seemed, uh, I told you this, it seemed like he found a calling bigger than football, which is, you know, perfectly fine, you know what I'm saying, as a community of, you know, minorities need that, you know what I'm saying, but the minor, we also need him to speak and not just, we also need him to say something, essentially, and he wasn't doing that. Once, once he stopped, and it stopped, it stopped, person. And then what happened is, what happened? White people did what white people do. They they started jacking our form of protest. Now when they start, well, we're not watching because they're kneeling for the flag. So it seems as if they're lumping in our, the protest that was that was had by blacks and minorities, and they just use it as they always do. You know, evil, they want to call them blue-eyed devils or whatever you want to call them, but they pulled another one of their moves. And Instead of using another form of protest, which they could have used another form of protest, they chose to use the same form we have, which also shows their originality because they have none. And now is to protest is to align yourself with the racist, bigot, right wing conservative cracker. And that's so I think that, you know, Tupac said the media full of dirty tricks. And I think that that's what the media did. And I think that. I mean, going back to, you know, race, a lot, you know, we were talking about white privilege and just how oblivious white, the average white person is to what's going on, right? That's so. what entitled it is and how dangerous they are, and that's what they are, especially when it comes to this. This is so, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to hold for the Me Too movement. I'm not going to hold for the gay movement. I'm, matter of fact, I'm, I'm opposed to homosexuality, but you have to, when there is a, a people, a group of people saying, hey, this isn't right then at some point you have to take notice of it. doesn't mean that you should be changing your whole life for that group of people, but you have to be like, hey, well, you know, they are getting beat or killed. Hey, they're not allowed to marry. Hey, they are getting the same wages, or she, they are getting raped without a fair trial. You have to at least be, you have to at least open your mind or at least be open to the conversation. And the thing with them, with this white entitled privileged crackers, the thing with them is they're just instantly like, he's disrespectful. And how many times have the story been told? Uh, a, a Marine or a, a former soldier had reached out to him and said, Sin seems disrespectful to me. Please kneel. Now, how many times have that been told? How many times have the rhetoric of it been told? What the protest is for? And they keep on changing it. You're right. The media aid in such to get a story. Well, the media drives that, right? So, uh, so I mean, there's two things to drive it. So, the media is number one. So, the media kind of as they create these sub layers and sub channels of the root story, right? The root story gets lost. Like when they talk about him and talk about it, it got to the point they weren't even talking about what he was kneeling about or what he was kneeling about became a footnote. But and then it comical when you start saying in the, in the Senate, in the House, I forgot her name. The, the, well, Maxine Waters. 
no, not Maxine Ward. She didn't want the one who kneeled. It was, it was one that kneeled in, in the house. Uh, when, when Trump said SOBs, and then she kneeled. I mean, it just became black people and diluted in what, is, in what the goal was. And so here, here we are now, and everyone just, you just going to protest because you protest last year, or you going to protest because, you know, it's fake. You fake woke. There's no direction in this. I think that during this timeline, like you said, the media did its job kind of to ostracize and, you know, spin the conversation. Like you said, you have the red-blooded American who, hey, always finds it a way to make it about them, right? Mm-hmm. And so now you got people. And you just go to a comment section back when ESPN and other places had comment sections. Hey, people who've never served, he should be doing this, like, and I remember I was looking at the comments one time, and some dude was like, hey, 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 hey. He was just saying all the things why Colin Kaepernick should be, you know, he should be standing, he should be doing this, he should be doing that, he should be doing that. And a dude got on, he was like, I'm a military person, where did you serve? And a dude was like, oh, I never served. And he was like, so why are you saying what he should do when you haven't put your life on the line for this stuff? He was like, and he was like, that's the problem. He was like, people who haven't served are speaking like they've served. And he was like, just like it's your, and you know, you know how this conversation goes or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But the thing was, it got spun right there. And then it got uh, Donald Trump just supersized it, right? So he's based part of his presidency on making people who kneel or who don't, you know, stand with their hand over the flag. He ostracizes them and he turns the public against them. And that just keeps this whole conversation going away from the original point. And so I, I was telling you, I was like, look, man, we need everybody looking at Sports. Everybody looking at the NFL. Ultimately, it's the athletes who suffer the most, and the athletes are more times than not black males. I mean, in the NFL, the athletes are black males, and so while the media is doing their thing, while Trump is doing his thing, while society is doing this thing, nobody's sticking with every, you, the Black Lives Matter and the woke people are saying protest. Now you got the red blooded American saying protest. Somebody got to watch this shit so they can get paid. And so I was telling you, I was like, "Hey man, switch your stance because now you." protesting or not watching is becoming part of the group that you don't want to be a part of. Do you remember that? Yeah, we remember that conversation. Yeah, so I was like, man, you need to watch it because now watching is becoming the new counter-protest. And it's like nobody picked that up. Nobody picked up on it. And so the people... Huh? No, no, they didn't. And so, like, the people who still, like you said, the fake woke crowd, they still weren't watching. And then you get the Red Blood America who weren't watching. So, like, whether you're not watching for whatever reason, A or B, you're still not watching. And that basically sends the point, that not watching sends the point that, hey, now you're lumped into them like the Red Blood American. Like, hey, you make them kneel. I mean, you make them stand for this or we won't watch. And it kind of goes to your point. You kind of blend into the anti, to what you were protesting against just because of how America is, you know, racially broken up. So. And then uh it's also still a battle for me. You, you, what you said is absolutely right. But then to show the prejudice or the racism of the league, still, it still sided with those with those racist, entitled, bigot crackers because when they change their ruling, and well, as far as the, the national anthem rule now, and the side note for that is the problem that causes that when you have coons like Dez Bryant, coons like Pat Man Jones, coons like Dan Prescott, who you know, bootlicking trustees. And then when you have 
you know, the NFL Player Association, who DeMar Smith has been a clown since he's been there. And he fights, and he, he just rolled over. He been on over and take it. So that, there's absolutely, they always have, they get their way. That's why they're entitled for privileged brands. Because when they whine, everybody comes and go pick them up. But when it comes to us and our way, whenever we, whenever we cry or we're in pain, no, everyone just tell us to, to keep on moving. Or what's the problem? I mean, they're literally acting like these athletes just roll out of bed and end up on a football field. I was talking when it was like these all entitled, rich, black uh, guys are being disrespectful to the flag. Motherfucker, first off, they sacrificed way more than you did working a nine to five. Point blank, period. And everyone that everyone keeps negating what they had to go through, what their life ends up because. I didn't watch it, but as you've seen, I had Ray Lewis speech, and you just hear Ray Lewis talking in the last couple of years. Ray Lewis is a prime candidate for CTE. He's lost it. No telling how long he, he, the train has been off the tracks there. And no one's saying that because Cracker Smith, who's welding, he's going he's gonna to retire at 67 and be still fine. Ray Lewis is probably going to blow his fucking head off in the next 10 years. Sad what he gave to the game. So the whole notion of they don't like that black you know, men who they want to feminize and who they want to not have a voice, they want to just control. They don't like the fact that they wasn't controlled and did what they told what they were told to do. They don't like this. They don't like that. They well, hate they, it. Yeah, so ultimately, I mean, they have been controlled. I mean, it's been. Out of all the players in all the sports, there's been three people pretty much to kick up dust with this. It's only been three people. Colin Kaepernick, Malcolm Jenkins, Eric Reed. That's less than 1% of motherfuckers who play professional football. And two of them are out the league. Two of them are out the league. And one of them, you know, you know, me and you, we, we have different opinions on Kaepernick as a football player. Eric Reed should be playing football somewhere. He's a pro bowler. Pro bowler. He should be playing football somewhere. And they're just going to show you just to... Just the racism and prejudice came. So, but it came back to. I remember Robert Patillo had said this early on, but you said it first. Like, what is the end game? At the time, there was an end game. There's no end game. There's no direction. There's no. There's nothing. It's just we're going to keep protesting. Well, what are you going to change? How are you going to evoke change? And what are you trying to accomplish? At this point, what are you trying to accomplish? Colin Kaepernick is not coming back to the league. He filed a lawsuit. Prematurely, if you wanted to come back, you don't file that lawsuit that fast. He already filed a lawsuit. He's already pretty much said he don't care about it. He's not coming on it. But when he didn't meet with the with the NFLPA and the league, because the league at one point was like, "This is getting out of control." Listen, just tell him, give us some ideas of what we can do. Real, because Michael James was like, they pretty much like a hundred couple, a few hundred thousand to some charities. And y'all just and y'all go ahead about your business. And Michael Jenkins like cool. But they they asked Kaepernick to come to that meeting. Yeah. So to your bigger point, he put enough pressure on the NFL for them to have to sit down and talk. So to your point, Colin Kaepernick got the NFL to at least listen to what hey what can we do? They put enough pressure. The media works for everybody. It put enough pressure on the NFL to make them want to sit down and talk to a motherfucker. They just thought would just fly away or just fade away. And he faded away on his own. 
San Francisco 49ers on the, basically said, hey, look, we approve him protesting. We can cut a check to do what we can do. Somebody else said, hey, we'll give $20 million to the, whatever we need to give. Like, that's the, I don't know what more the NFL as an organization can do. Because you said it best. It's, not, it's hard enough to get one, two motherfuckers to agree, but 32, that's hard enough. But for them to come together and say, hey, what can we do? We'll give this money to whatever programs y'all identify can help with this problem. And Malcolm Jenkins was like, cool, let's do it. But it, the done of this was nowhere to be found. And there's no knock on him. It's just that he needed to say something in that regard to move this forward. Here goes back to what I said. It wasn't his... See, this wasn't like he was just trying to be a responsible person in the in the platform that he had. So that's what he was trying to do. But he clearly was not a leader, and that wasn't what he was trying to do. His protest won. Side note: one of the biggest problem I have with all these protests, or all these movements, or fake groups, and all that stuff now is there is no plan. Like it's it's like you trying to it's like you're opening up a bakery, a neighborhood bakery. And then everyone find out, hey, these the best cookies in town. Now you have orders coming from San Francisco, you in Atlanta, and you have no way of filling these orders, so you just close the bakery instead of expanding or trying to get help. And that's what happened, it seems to me. Because he had, the whole purpose was to get with the NFL to make some changes. Okay, got the meeting, now it's time to make the changes, what you going to do? And he just shied away from it. It's 2018-19 season. Colin Kaepernick isn't coming back into the league. The league tried this new policy. They got backlash on. So now they kind of, you know, held court on. They basically hold, said, hold, we're trying to figure something out. You still got the red-blooded American who's like, hey, forget these entitled N-words or whatever you want to call them. That's how they really feel. Huh? That's what they really feel. Fuck the niggas. Yeah, so like, what do you do 2018 season? Will you watch or will you not watch and why? I think I'm watching, but it's just like it's just like if you was in a relationship and it was so pure and you loved her with all your heart, and then she cheated, or you all been arguing, fussing, and fighting, and splitting up and getting back together, breaking up and making up, and there's the love isn't the same. And so that's what I'm at with it right now. I was a diehard football fan, and the love isn't the same. Is it what? What part of this is the NFL's fault? How much of this is really the NFL's fault? The way they handled it. And that was it. Everyone's trying to put and that's the whole problem with a lot of these mixture fake ass woke movements. Because what your beef is with Congress is not with the NFL. And and they're misplacing their energy as usual. So the the problem the only problem I have with the NFL is the mismanagement of the NFL. But then you gotta blame Cop so again with Colin Kaepernick. This isn't a big issue if he doesn't opt out of his country. It doesn't even have the steam if he still was playing. So he it's almost like they it's almost like somebody paid him to screw the screw over to screw something up. Cause he fucked this all the way up. I think he left, I mean, you said it best, he fought and walked out the elevator and he left everybody else holding the bag for different reasons. He left the owners holding the bag, he left the NFL holding the bag, and he left the players holding the bag. And, and like, he left the fans holding the bag. And he left the fans holding the bag. Like, everybody's holding the bag, and it's not blaming him. Like you say, he wanted to make the world a better place. It's just, if it's three steps to make, if it's three steps to this, you can't just do two and leave. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to see it through. So it can be some completion. Almost like kind of like your, like you said with a girlfriend now. You cheated. She cheated. You take a bet. Y'all working it out. You know, but one day you just, you know, y'all talking about working out. And then one day you just up and leave. Right. Like, there's no real closure, though. You know what I'm saying? So then you come back a month later. She like, are we working it out? Are we not working it out? I mean, Andre 3000 said it best. You know, when he was talking about how you get back with your ex, y'all have sex, and then she look lost, you feel stupid, she feel, you know what I'm saying, like, that whole thing, and that's kind of the exact way he's left it, like, everybody's in her like, you know, it's people who don't care, I'm not saying everybody cares, but it's people like, he was like, hey, I feel like there's some owners, like, I think the Jets owner, I think San Francisco owner, I think it's some owners who are really like, look, something needs to be done, I don't know what to do, but I'm willing to be a part of the solution. I think it's a couple of owners who really would be a part of the solution, because, if nothing else, they understand happy employees, happy, you know, better product, right? You know what I'm saying? Like a real visionary owner will understand. Happy players, better product, you know, more fans, more money, right? If yeah, you, not all of them are just racist and prejudice. Exactly. So, and, I mean, some of them may not understand it, but they're not prejudiced. You see these people every day. Yeah. So they're not racist and prejudiced. I think Arthur Blank is one. Uh, I, you just know who the racist ones is. I think Robert Kraft is, and I think Jerry Jones are. Yeah. I think they're just real prejudice, bigoted crackers. I don't think everybody's like that that's on in the league. I really don't. I'm with you. I think Blank is. I really think San Francisco, okay, I think, because they supported him. Like, they, they were... That's aggressive. That's different. Like, I think Blank is just showing what to do, but I think, like, San Francisco and the Jets on it, they're progressive yeah. owners. They're trying to spearhead it, but again, there's nothing to spearhead like that. You know what Colin Kaepernick is? He's Peter Parker without being Superman. I mean, Spider-Man. So, remember the whole thing Uncle Ben told Peter Parker was, the great power comes great responsibility. He got the power, but he didn't want to take on the responsibility. And this isn't a knock on Colin Kaepernick. We love Colin Kaepernick. We really appreciate what he did. We're just walking to how what he did has left kind of us holding the bag. Like, what do we do? Or what, like, as a fan who wants to support, who loves the NFL but wants to support the cause, what are we left to do? And nobody knows that answer. And so, you know, I just, you know, I've just been encouraging you to watch the football, to watch football because, when you don't watch it, now you become a part of the anti-protest and the people you who basically the hating niggas stand your ass up and do what the fuck you say and just be glad this country gives you a right to do it. You get your numbers get mixed into that group and your voice gets diminished. And basically, your you, your numbers mix into that group and your voice gets diminished. And I was telling you to watch football because that kind of is the counterpart protest nowadays. And and without no doubt. If this, if we, this podcast, myself included, support Colin Kaepernick, matter of fact, if that was the direction, I'll be back to not watching the NFL and with no problems and see good and like I did last season. Uh, I think he is our modern day Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, all mixed in the one because the difference between Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, you know, LeBron James, he risked his career. He did what very only problem who would have done it. Maybe a handful of people have done the. I mean, you could say Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and even them. But they didn't risk their career. Muhammad Ali did. The other two did. Muhammad Ali, him and Muhammad Ali, the only two who and um, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf are the only three who, to my knowledge, have risked their money for this. Like LeBron James, the school is a great. He's a beacon for the community, but you know he's not doing anything controversial that's going to risk his money, right? Right, not to take a shot. He's doing as much. He's doing more than you think than the athlete should do. A person in his position, he's doing a lot. But when you put it all on the line, 
I mean, that's impressive. I mean, the only other person that I know I've had that did, did that too was the white runner that was with the with Carlos and I forgot the black guy. Now, you know, they did the black fish. Yeah, Thomas Smith and um, Carlos, yeah. That the white guy went through hell. He, those are his gloves that they had on. And, and they, they ostracized him for his stand, for his helping in that. So, and, and it cost him. It cost him his career. So there are those who have done it, but it's so few. And it's few and far between. So you have to salute and tip your hat off to him. If you came back and said, that's all mine, I'd still be fine. But he just, nobody said anything. There's no, there is no nothing right now as far as the protests going. There is no in-game. There's no aim. There's no focus. There's no moves. There's no nothing. The only thing I can say is like straight up boycott man football. Uh, and it doesn't matter if I boycott it because I haven't bought man football alone in a while now, some years. But because of that move they did with uh, taking his name out of out of reverse of a song, boycott them and don't play them. But as far as the NFL goes, I don't see how the NFL would do any more than what they're doing. It should not have got back into that game with the with the protests, uh, with the rule. They should not have did that. But as far as what they do, they're not going to change police brutality. That has to come from a higher power. That has to come from our House and our Senate. Now, reform. That has to come from the president who's running his fucking mouth about everything but that. That's what it has to come from. It doesn't come from Colin Kaepernick and the field. Agreed. So let me let's wrap it up with this. What would make you be feel good about watching the NFL? Like what could what could happen for you to feel good about watching the NFL? There's nothing because NFL is just the NFL. What it has is you don't prioritize in the way that we were doing or like we do for in the South. You don't make it as important as it is. Like you know, it, it was a, a good thing where. My life revolved around watching the game on Sundays. So you don't do that anymore. And if you can't watch it, hearing it, trying to check in on it, that's not what it is now. So the, the, the love of it is gone. Well, not love, but it's just not the same. So let me ask you this. For the average black person, I mean, you're kind of, I, you're socially conscious. And, you know, like you said, you were the only one to really say protest on this group. Now, on this podcast now, we all text each other. We're all friends in real life. We, You sent that text and nobody responded to it, right? Which one? Hey, let's protest. Back when the protest first kicked off, you oh, sent... No one, yeah, right, no one what do you think... What do you, do you think NFL can do right by that group of people so that, you know, they don't... Can the NFL do right to unify people? Because like you said, the love isn't the same in your eyes. Do you think the love is lost for any of, any of those people? I think the problem is we didn't look at the, the NFL as what, what they are. They're just another in, a business entity. They don't give a shit about unifying or caring about none of it. They don't give a shit about hoes, but they're doing a me too because that's what's popular and that's what made money and that's what the problem is right now. When we were growing up, we didn't see no national players out for the national anthem unless it was a Super Bowl in the playoffs. And I remember that. And we're, not, we're not even 40 yet. So I remember that. I remember watching the games. You didn't see no national anthem. You didn't see the players. You didn't see the players for the national anthem. They they did that for money. So all this fake patriotism. That's why these bigoted crackers who so gung ho about it. If you all you gotta do is just think back. Think back to ninety seven. Think back to ninety eight. Think back to eighty nine. You didn't see no players standing 
That wasn't a big deal until Colin Kaepernick kneeled. It wasn't a big deal this day and age. He ain't paying no attention to that until he kneeled. And the media did what the media does. And it just showed how divided we are as a country, and it's just a it's just an example of a yet another example of how far we have to go and how fake everyone think how, how everyone think we've come so far we haven't came nowhere. Very very few steps and how far we have to go because something like that split this country in two. Let me ask you this. You said you're gonna watch the NFL. You're gonna watch it differently. It's not gonna mean as much to you. Will it can it ever get back to the point where it means as much to you? Oh, I don't know. No, we'll have to see. That, that comes from fan involvement with my, with my brother's friends and all that stuff. Hot involved, I get. Can, can NFL do anything from a social from a social standpoint to, to get back in your be- get back in your good graces? Uh, gonna do. I mean, they try. So I get NFL this. They try, and that's why they ask that motherfucker to come to the meeting. I think, like you said, I think the problem is is like. One thing we really don't realize is that this is a very hard topic because, like you said, the NFL can only do so much. They aren't legislators. They can't really change anything directly, right? No. But, and they're just, like, a lot of this stuff is just them throwing out solutions to see what they can get the most people to agree. They're trying to throw out, hey, can we make this law? Hey, can we make this rule? Well, people like that. Uh, they throw it out there to the media. The media throw it out there. They see public rash. Oh, no, we'll hold off on this. Let's try this. Put it out there. Let's see how the like they keep trying to spitball ideas to see what most of the public is going to be like. Hey, what the court of public opinion will go for, and then that's what they're trying to ride with. When this is a very advanced topic, and like you said best, the one thing that they haven't came out and said is like, hey, we aren't. We are just football. We are just entertainment. There are higher powers than us that can fix this. What we can do is say, hey. We can, we will be willing to do our part to help fix this. And what our part is, we can all come together and see. And that's kind of where they failed in this whole regard to me. Like they, they keep trying to make it. You know how they had that whole campaign of football is life for a while. You know what I'm saying? Like basically, you know, live, breathe, eat football, football every day. And they kind of had that marketing campaign. It's like they haven't gotten out of that, out of that marketing campaign to say, hey. It's just football. We want to make the world a better place. We want to do our part. Let's all come together and let us figure out our part. But it's people bigger than us who can fix this. But we want to help fix it. They haven't said that yet. And they just cost them a dime. <laughs> exactly. And, inst- and so instead of saying that, they just basically kept, you know, kept trying to spitball ideas out to see what co- the court of public opinion approved. It's almost yeah. like it's almost like wrestling. We, um, Empire. That's what they. Instead of just listening, they did like the dark Sith. And it was like, we're going to do this. And it was like, oh, backlash. Whoa, well, let's talk to these motherfuckers. Yeah. Right, that's how you do it. The court of public opinion has changed. And that's like, they can take a cue from wrestling. You remember wrestling had this big wall up and, you know, like, was it real, was it not real? They controlled everything until Chris Benoit. Once Chris Benoit did that heinous act, all the doors came down. Hey, this is entertainment. Hey, we need to give people breaks. Because, you know, wrestling was a 365 thing. Like, it didn't stop. And it was like, once he, you know, did what he did, the whole foundation came crumbling down. And they had to make real changes to wrestling. And they had to let people know, hey, wrestling is just entertainment. We're just something to, you know, make your life more enjoyable. This isn't real. 
And we have to make changes to prove that. And I think that that's the NFL is at that point now where they need to acknowledge that they are just entertainment and the world is bigger than just the NFL. And, you know, they have to do their part for that. I think that they're at that crossroads and I don't think they understand it. And like you said, it's free to say that. So. I agree. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this? Let's wrap it up. All right. Thank you guys for listening. This digital Darren.com. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.